It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Coming to you from somewhere in Sanctuary, this is episode 305 of Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo Community Podcast. This episode is called mostly immortal and today is april 30 2021 and this is jen and today i'm going to have uh sean in the episode as well he is the producer of the show so he's a part of every show that we've done uh you know recently i guess and uh we're gonna talk a bit about diablo immortal because we both got into the closed alpha so sean do you want to start or do you want me to start well, I'll go first because I think my experience is probably going to be less exciting than yours. Both of us are Apple users. We're uh, running the alpha versions of the Diablo Immortal game through Apple's test flight system, which I had never actually tried before. Apple, on its mobile uh, devices, requires you to go through this test flight platform because they're Apple and they want to be in charge of everything. So it's not like, say, if you were going to run a beta on a desktop computer or possibly an Android device, I don't know what the Android experience is like, where you can just install the application and go on with your life. To do test flight, Blizzard sends you an email with a code, and you have to download uh, this uh, test flight app and put the code in, and from there you can actually download... Uh, install the Immortal app. Uh, Jen, I don't think you've ever done a test flight before? No, I'd never heard of it before. This does explain, however, why, uh, which you talked about on a previous episode, why you were confused about the status of how to get into an alpha. Right, yeah, From if you're playing on iOS, yeah, because I, I, to bring that up and briefly go over it, the ability to get into the Diablo Immortal technical alpha, which was before this closed alpha that we're in, was, it looked like it was really easy if you were on Android, you just clicked a button and you were set. And there was a, there was an iOS button next to it, but it was grayed out. So my assumption at the time was, okay, I guess you can't play this on a Mac. Maybe they're not ready yet. Maybe they haven't finished developing that or something. You know, I couldn't figure it out. And then later I was hearing, oh, yeah, you know, some people are playing it on iOS. And I was like, that's really confusing. And that's why I got confused. So I guess the reason that was grayed out is because you had to go through, you know, get an email and then go through that way to get in, like Sean had just described. So it's a bit more complicated on iOS, like everything else, you know, everything else you do that's not only for Mac is always a challenge. Well, when you commit to the Apple life, you are living in Apple's world. So that's, uh, I guess, part of the uh, part of the deal. Right. Now, that said, I do really like Apple's world for the most part. <laughs> um, but it, when it has to cross over for things that aren't just Apple or aren't, you know, something Apple considers part of its world, I guess, it does get a little tricky to try to make things run. It took me longer than I 
expected to actually get the uh, Immortal app to install. I'm not sure why that is other than if the app itself has to effectively come from like Blizzard's servers directly versus Apple's, then it, if they were just really busy, that may have explained it. Regardless, I did uh, get it installed and I started running it and I never actually got to play the game. Now, to provide some background, I don't know what the exact recommended hardware spec uh, Blizzard recommends for iOS. Regardless, I tried it on a first-generation iPad Pro, which actually is almost six years old. It's possible that my problems are due to uh, hardware limitation. I, I'm not sure. What happened is, um, you know, I went to uh, load the app, and the first thing that comes up is a cinematic. And on my iPad, the cinematic looked very fuzzy, and I didn't get any audio during the cinematic. And Jen, I asked you later if, in fact, the cinematic does have audio, and you said it does, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was strange. And then after the cinematic finished, I started to hear music, and I got a black screen, and it just sat there. So I started randomly tapping on the screen, and then the screen turned a shade of purple, and nothing happened. Oh, that's not good. And I began randomly tapping again, and then a graphic came up that uh, had a uh, Diablo head in the middle, and there was all these kind of fiery graphics around it. I don't recall there being any words. I assume that that was supposed to be like a title screen, and that stayed on for a little while, and nothing happened. So I started randomly tapping again and got another black screen, and nothing happened. <laughs> the, the music through all of this continued to play, and then I tapped the, the screen randomly again, and I got that uh, purplish screen, and after a little while, nothing happened. <laughs> And I started randomly tapping again, and I noticed that there were places where when I would tap, there would be a little flash of some little piece of graphics. So I started uh, just running, you know, sort of swiping instead of tapping the screen, and eventually an icon, like a, a loading icon, appeared right in the middle, and it was a round icon. Uh, it had a Diablo head in the middle, and it had a series of, I don't know what the right word is. I want to use the word hieroglyphs, but that's not quite correct. But they would they would light up, and they would go around, and it's kind of a typical thing you'd see for a loading screen. I never got any farther than that, so uh, I decided to, to, uh, to just back out. And then I filed a, a report through the, the uh, test flight app. There's an area where you can send you know, bug reports or whatever to Blizzard. So I I filled it out. I gave them uh, the experience I just described here, and uh, I haven't tried it since. I don't have much else to say yet. I will try it again on that iPad, and if it continues not to work, then I'm just going to assume that maybe the hardware is too old and I may try it on my phone, which is, uh, you know, a new a new model and see if that runs any better. So that's kind of disappointing, but it sounds like you might have an option on your phone. Yeah, 
Is that going to work for you? Because I know, like, people who don't know, um, Sean is legally blind, so having the big iPad is really helpful, but I don't know how well the phone is going to work for you. Like, I can I can see where the, it would run on your phone, but I don't know how that's going to affect your gameplay. I don't know for sure. Uh, typically, a, a smaller screen on a phone is not somewhere that I would do anything long-term, mm-hmm. but for the... Uh, sake of just, I guess, participating um, at least a little bit in the alpha, um, I would give it a try. If I were going to play the game seriously once it's officially released, it would not likely be on my phone. Okay. So my experience was a little bit different because I put it on my iPad mini, which is... I don't think it's, it might be the newest version. Your iPad mini is the latest version right now. There may be a new one soon, but for right now, it is the absolute latest hardware for an iPad mini. Right, because the iPad mini I had before was really old. And I did not think that, well, I was already having trouble with just little basic, you know, non-Diablo app games on the older version and I think I think it was yours first and then you got the bigger one or something like that yeah. happened so I, for a while it was like yeah this works great and then it wasn't running very well so we got a new one and I like the smaller iPads because it's just easier for me to manipulate and hold and use and I mean I'm, I'm a tiny person I can't help it you know so put it on the tablet and it ran very well and there was no situation like Sean described it just started running and I started playing immediately and I've got a lot of I haven't gotten too far into the game I did make a couple of videos um I'll explain that in a bit but I don't want to like go into too many spoilers here in case you don't have access to this or you're not watching the streamers that are playing it because that's and you could you can learn a lot about the game from that too there's a lot of people on Twitch playing it so I started the game and it, it ran fine, and the thing that I found interesting is that when you pick a character class to start with, there's three options. Like, well, first there's male and female. That's the same. But the difference is in the look of your character. In Diablo 3, for example, like, the big thing for this uh, closed alpha is to test out the Crusader. And so I played a Crusader, right? And I selected female because... I wanted to play the one that was in the video that the Diablo social media had where there's this black woman as the face of the Crusader beating up some big monster that I wasn't sure exactly which one it was at that point when that was released. And I'm like, well, that's the Crusader, so I'm going to play that one. And when I started to create the character, you get three little faces to choose from after you've decided on gender. And... The black character was first, the second one was a white character, and the third one was an Asian character. So there are three options now. It's not like Diablo 3, where if you're going to play a Crusader in Diablo 3, whether you're playing male or female, they're both kind of very white, you know, blonde kind of thing. And that's it. And the rest of the races in Diablo 3 are kind of the same. It's like, it'll look like this or this, and that's all. And you can't change really much about it. Other than, you know, your armor and things, but that's not the same. You know, now I get that Diablo 3 was released in like 2012, so things have changed, but it was kind of nice to see that there are options. So you could play like a different looking Crusader. You could play one that you feel matches you. You could play one that's 
very different from yourself. And the other interesting thing was all three of these ladies had scars on their faces because they're crusaders and they fight. And I thought that was fantastic because there's so many games where you have, you know, you can play male or female. And if you pick the female character, you're generally, you know, pretty and younger looking than the male character. And with this, I mean, this to me looks like this crusader has seen some things and like, that's who you want to play. <laughs> or at least that's who I want to play. I want to play a crusader that's a warrior, you know? So that was kind of a neat thing to have in there and just to have the scars on the faces. Now I know there's some other games. Um, I was watching somebody play Outriders but mm, way before the this alpha uh, closed alpha came out for Diablo Immortal, and there were a lot of they had a ton of choices for faces once you've picked which gender you want to play, and some of them had scars and some of them didn't, and you could customize further on that because of the type of game it was, and I'm just starting to see now in some of these newer games the concept that yeah if you're playing a female character she can be tough she can be you know battle hardened and that's cool. So it's it's a lot nicer than having just, you know, here's like this rough, tough, huge, big crusader guy. And here's like the slightly more petite female version. You know what I mean? <laughs> and who's pretty. And there's nothing wrong with having pretty characters. But if it's a if it's a fighter, I want it to look like a fighter. So I thought that was cool. The other thing I noticed is that it's a bit of a learning curve to play the game physically you know um so you've got all of your skill buttons on one side of the screen on the right hand side and above it is a box where you can like check your armor and manipulate other things in the game like if you've earned in a i'm gonna say achievement it's probably not the right thing and there's things you get every day for logging in and i don't know how all of this works just yet because i've only played a bit but that's all on one side but if you want to move your character you need to do it from the left hand side of the screen and it took a minute for me to understand, like, okay, tap the screen and then slide your finger across it in order to get your character to move where you want them to be. And I found that at first I was getting stuck in the scenery a little bit because I'd run over to kill a monster and then turned around and was stuck against the scenery and couldn't quite figure out how to get out of there. But it, it didn't take me too long to sort that out. The other thing is um, I'm ambidextrous, so I can you know, run both of this at the same time with no problem. And I do kind of wonder how the rest of the world who isn't ambidextrous does. Like, do you like shift your hand over to the other side or are you playing it and it's tougher for you because it's your non-dominant hand moving the character? Or I, I don't know if anyone wants to answer that, that's cool. But that's my experience with it so far with just the actual like trying to play the game kind of thing. So I played through the what I thought was a tutorial at, at the start because it had little glowing footprints to lead you everywhere. And it had a lot of little pop-ups from different characters and stuff kind of telling you where to go and what to do. And so I, th I figured that's the tutorial and those little footprints would disappear later. I haven't reached a point in the game where the footprints have disappeared. So maybe that's a feature, I'm not sure. But it was kind of neat to be able to just say, go here. You know, instead of like running around trying to find things, you can just follow the footprints and be all set. That was cool. There's also, um, I was playing by myself, but I did have, when I was in parts of the open world, I did have like players run through 
And these players have been playing a lot more hours than I had at that point, and they were all geared up. And I know I was I was like going to fight something, and this very large, full of armor player ran by and just slaughtered it. I'm like, thanks, you know. But there's no way to tell them that in the game. But it was cool, you know. Okay, you can get help from this. That's pretty neat. The um, other thing I like is if you if you screw up, you do get the opportunity to start over. And with that, I mean, like, I was playing up through the part where you go after King Leoric's spirit, or I don't know if it's, I think it's the spirit or something. And there's a storyline that leads up to this that I'm not going to go into because I don't want to spoil it for those that are trying not to hear everything about the game before they get to play. So you go into a dungeon, and I think it's the Mad King's dungeon or something like that. And it's interesting to me how these dungeons work because what I've, learned just from that dungeon is the size of the monster in comparison to the size of your character means something. It's not, you know, it's like the small little tiny rats running around in there. I don't think I'm giving anything away by there being little rats. They're pretty easy to kill. There's a group of them together. You can hit them pretty easily. And then you'll start seeing monsters that are a bit bigger than your character in stature and height. And they're a bit tougher to fight. They're like, there's like a sort of a, I want to say a mini boss that's just, you know, towers over your character, but not in a way that's too different from what you might see in Diablo 3 in terms of size difference between your character and some of like the, the bigger monsters, like not, you know, the tiny ones. And then the next one, and there's more, there's a lot of, you know, trash to kill, I think is the phrase, right? As you go through the dungeon and in the way. But you get to the next one and it is huge compared to that first one that you had to fight. It's coming out of the wall and it's got all these special effects it's throwing across the room and you have to kind of dodge and, and figure that all out. And when you get through that one, then you have to go through the last part where you kill all of the monsters that are in that area, which is, it turns out, and I kind of didn't realize at first, that this is actually where, you know, King Leoric's spirit is at. And so I went through and had to find all the monsters to kill and then found King Leoric and started trying to fight him. And he's really big. And he has a horse that he rides on and tries to run you over with. And that's a new dynamic compared to Diablo 3. And so that was kind of neat to see. Now, the problem was I was undergeared because I just started playing the game. And I had no idea what I was doing, despite the fact that I've watched people play videos of this section. So there's some dynamics in there that I've not seen before in a Diablo-type game. And it was interesting because I've noticed that the... The bosses apparently give you, like, there's a tell. There's going to be a mark across the floor that is in a, a long an elongated rectangle shape, and that's where he's going to rush. So if you see that, you want to get out of the way as soon as possible. It gives you some time to kind of get around that, if you can, if you're not, like, stuck in a mob of other monsters or whatever. But it was pretty neat, and I completely failed the first time around. And I remember thinking, now wait, I know I've seen people do this solo. You know, it was talking about you should be at least level 10. I was more than level 10, but not by that much. And so at the time, I was getting tired because I have chronic illnesses. I'm fighting with a lot of allergens right now. There's some smoke in California where I'm at as they 
it's not that fires are suddenly starting, which they do over the summer, um, but it's sort of trying to mitigate fires from happening by burning stuff in a controlled fashion. But it still puts a lot of smoke in the air, and that's not good for really anyone, but it's especially bad for me. And also I have fibromyalgia, so my hands stop working after a while of doing something that's a, like a new skill or if I've been typing for too long or trying to play Diablo 3 for too long, they'll kind of like lock up a little bit, like the muscles don't want to move so well. So I was at that point and I thought, okay, I'm going to come back and try this again. And, you know, I'll, I'll rest up and I'll give myself some time to have my hands heal and I'll, I'll try again. And so I did try again and I remembered what I learned the first time around and managed to actually kill the auric and the one thing that i noticed in the first run around you know, where i died a lot <laughs> was there's glowing lines around the area where he starts out as it shrinks the more the longer you play until you're in a smaller and smaller area and if you run across those lines you get damaged so that's something else to watch out for and i kind of feel like this first dungeon is sort of the example for the rest like i think there's going to be Maybe not the exact same dynamics, but sort of this type of pattern going on in it. So that's that's kind of neat. And I think that's as far as I got. And I started, um, I think I have a quest to finish. And then there's a main quest. There's a side quest. I had no idea there were side quests in this. I thought it was going to be like, here's your next quest. Here's the next one. Here's the next one. There you go. But there's all these side quests going on. And that was kind of interesting and I believe what I started with might have been a side quest but now I'm not too sure because that particular one put me into Leoric's tomb I guess the Mad King's tomb so I'm not sure like I'm having trouble differentiating which is the actual main storyline and which is the side quest so it's going to be fun to kind of puzzle through that for as long as the closed alpha is around but for me this works this works pretty well and I did have concerns that Playing it on a tablet might be difficult for me because of you know my chronic illnesses, but it's it's working well enough. I'm never going to be at the top of the leaderboard. I'm never going to be you know I don't know if or when I'll be able to do some of the PvP stuff that I've seen a lot of streamers and uh, people have posted videos of their gameplay on YouTube show you know that it looks like a lot of fun, but I'm not sure if I can keep up with that if my hands are slower than everybody else. So we'll see. But right now, I'm really enjoying it. I'm having a good time. I haven't had any real difficulties other than, like, you know, learning not to get stuck in the scenery. <laughs> that's just, I don't see that as a big deal or a bug or anything like that. But that's where I'm at with that. I will be putting up some videos of my gameplay. Oh, I was going to talk about how I'm doing that. Um, normally, like, those of you that have... Uh, followed the Diablo account on Twitter at the very least, or if you follow me on Twitter. If I do like a Diablo 3 video, I'll put it up on there and anyone who wants to watch it can just check it out from my website. Eventually they end up on YouTube later on. And to do that, I'm using a thing called, uh, what is the name of it? Screen, screen something, Screenflow. And I can put that on my computer and start playing my game and it will record my game. And then when I'm done, I can do some slight editing of whatever I'd recorded, and then I put that out as a video. Now, it turns out, and I didn't know this, but Sean taught me this, ScreenFlow can be used to record from your tablet. And I was so excited. So, because the first attempt I did didn't work out because I didn't know how to properly 
put ScreenFlow to the tablet, but there's like a little box you click and you just say, okay, tablet, and then it knows where to go. So I've got a couple of videos from that and I'll be doing more as I can. So that's that's a thing. If you want to record your gameplay and you're on a Mac, check out ScreenFlow. It might be the best way for you. Maybe you've got a better plan, but that's what works for me. And it's simple. So there's an option for all you iOS players, I suppose. I don't know if ScreenFlow runs on anything else. Maybe. To the best of my knowledge, uh, ScreenFlow is an Apple-only product at this time. I don't think it runs on Windows, but I'm sure that there are Windows solutions for doing uh, the same thing. So if that's something someone wants to do, they can figure it out. I, I mean, we know that people are streaming their... Diablo Immortal games mm-hmm. on Twitch. Mm-hmm. So there has to be some way to get the output from whatever mobile device they're using into a PC in order to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I do want to also mention that, uh, Jen, you tried to uh, record your, you know, do a screen grab of your game right on the iPad. Right. And while there is some facility built in for that, it's kind of wonky. Yeah, so, you can do like a screenshot. Is that what you mean? Well, I just mean even just recording video right. of the screen. Mm-hmm. That that is actually built into the device. It's it's the functionality is there, but it's kind of it's just kind of wonky in my opinion to operate, and it's not surprising that you had some trouble with it. But as you mentioned. Um, Recording through ScreenFlow is just so much easier. It's really good, yeah. It's simple and, you know, simple is good in a lot of cases. So I guess that's as far as I've gotten with Diablo Immortal at the moment. I'm going to play some more, maybe later tonight, maybe tomorrow. Probably a lot. If I have time, I'm probably going to go for that over Diablo 3, which I have been playing a little bit, and I want to talk a little bit about that. Because I know there's people still playing that too. So I had, um, I was playing a necromancer at the start of the season and I got the necromancer somewhere between 60 and 70, like 61 or something like that, I think. And I noticed that a friend of mine was playing. So we decided to play together. He has uh, a lower, he had a lower level character than I did. And I thought, well, I'll help him level up. That'd be cool, you know? So we had some fun playing, but the problem was I was, I hit all this like lag. And he hadn't hit this lag. We're not in the same part of the country, so it wasn't like we were on the same network or anything like that. So I don't know if it was the network or not, but it sort of slowly revealed itself that from his perspective, he could see my character, my necromancer, like, you know, draining the monsters and moving around and and all that kind of stuff. But I couldn't. I was, like, stuck in a little space with like this weird little circular this like white circular thing spinning around the bottom of his feet and it wasn't like an something that one of the monsters had thrown out like some of them do like throw cold things or like the spiders throw webs and then you slow because you're kind of stuck in that it wasn't any of those types of monsters so i was very confused about what was going on and i thought for sure my game was going to crash and it didn't but it was just, it was moving really slowly. And once in a while I could break free from that. And I really wasn't sure what was going on. Now I was using um, the skeletons. So you have like seven or eight of those, I think. And then I was using area of effect curses on things that took up a lot of space. And I was kind of wondering like, is this too much? 
You know, is this too much? Because it it seemed like the game wasn't handling all of that stuff at once, and it was kind of disappointing that I'd gotten this far with this character in Diablo 3, and I it looked like I wasn't going to be able to continue. So I tried again after we were done playing, like another day, and tried again just to see, okay, is the problem that I had a second player in the game? Maybe that was some somehow something weird. And it happened again. So uh, what I did was I looked up something that uh, Blizzard has released and it's titled Diablo 3 Performance Issues and it was updated two weeks ago from the time I'm recording this and it kind of has a list of common problems and how you can fix them. The common problems are listed in a big red box and the first one says Diablo 3 is laggy. The second one says Diablo 3 is stuttering and the other one is my Diablo 3 FPS is low. Now if you're having these problems there's a whole list of things you can do to try to get this to work better. Uh, one of them is to see if your computer meets the Diablo 3 system requirements, update your drivers and operating system, close all your other applications, check your power management settings, and check for overheating components. So what I did was go, I decided let's start with the system requirements so I went to that and it's for Windows and Mac Obviously, I was looking at the Mac one because I can't do anything with the Windows ones. And I was looking at, like, you know, what specifications do you need? And it says you need iOS X 10.11 latest version, but they recommend Mac iOS 10.15, the latest version, and some other stuff that's in here. And I'm like, okay, well, I've got, you know, I just updated to, um, uh, and they're talking about iOS with that, which is weird, but the iOS... The OS X, you know, just updated. Apple just did an update, and it's like uh, 14 point something, I think. Sean, is that the right one? <laughs> you, you've got these things I have these things confused backwards. again? Okay. Regardless, I'm not it's good not, with numbers. So. It's the, the, the issues that you're having are not related to outdated operating system software on your end. Let's leave it at that. Right, but at the time, I didn't know. Right. Okay, so I was trying to sort that out, and like I said, I numbers are difficult for me. Um, so I was like, okay, I don't really know what to do with that. And then I went to, um, I don't remember what I looked at. I looked at something else. I think I went to a forum. I don't have the forum post uh, linked, but the people in the forum were talking about how does, you know, what did you do to fix this lag? So it's not just me and it's not just Mac. It's PC as well because they had all the information for PC in this thing I just read to you right there too. So what I did was I started up, uh, you know, I started playing and I started recording it just to show kind of what was happening. And I changed, like I turned the music off and I lowered the sound on almost everything in the game. And I messed around with the screen, like... I can't think of the right words for this right now, but like how big the the numbers were to make your screen like, I you know that you the go resolution. into your settings and yeah the resolution you go in to do that messed around with the res resolution a whole bunch of times until I could get something that worked, and tried to play the Necromancer again and it kind of did the same thing, so I'm thinking maybe this is not just. You know, like, I followed all these other things. Nothing's heating up. You know, I don't have any of those problems. I had, you know, everything else was fine. And I'm wondering if the problem is, and this is pure speculation here, but I'm wondering, since Diablo 3 came out originally in 2012, and Reaper Souls came out in 2014, it's been a bit, 
and maybe the you know adding the necromancer when it was added worked just fine but now maybe there's something wonky in in all of the like area of effect spells and things of that nature because someone in the forum said it was area of effect as well so i started playing a barbarian which is what i'm a lot more comfortable with i love the necromancer but this was just unworkable literally like i couldn't move i couldn't see what my skills were doing like i was pushing the buttons but it wasn't happening on the screen and i certainly wasn't going any faster with the buttons than i have in the past so i'm wondering if this is you know an aging game that's starting to have problems and things like that and that's what part of this is because it was if it was just mac i'd be like okay this is a mac issue but it's not it's it's you know it's windows as well so that was kind of annoying so i started over with the barbarian and i've got him to like level 40 something right now off the top of my head and there'll be videos coming of this as well as soon as i can put them up but that's what i've been doing in diablo 3 i want to at the very least get through chapter 4 because they have this little like snake pet thing that i never got before it's been offered several times because they do repeat some of that and i just want to try to get that i think that's a reasonable goal to get through chapter 4 with a barbarian i know i can do that so that's where i'm at with that one <laughs> right now <laughs> And I'm going to quickly go over a few things I found from the Diablo community. Uh, one of these is Hearthstone to Hell, released episode 22. And it's on Twitter. It says episode 22 out, moo-ooh, like moo, you know, or moo-ow. I'm not sure which way that was supposed to be pronounced. But there's a new episode of that if you listen to Hearthstone to Hell with Shazam. Westmarch Workshop did a uh, podcast. I think I said, I think I said video before, but podcast um and that one was 207 i believe and that one's out now and i think they he was uh, i think nine balls talking about diablo immortal in that one so you can get more information from him the diablo immortal official twitter account uh posted something called a heliquary and it says it's a new pve mode coming to diablo immortal there's a little video there and it looks like you kind of go to this circular little area and touch a shrine or podium or something and this demon appears and i don't know what happens next but it's kind of neat to look at um it says muster your courage and ready your weapons for a challenging fight against powerful demons for awesome rewards so you just basically go find a boss here and just beat him up and get cool loot apparently that's going to be fun if i can get to that there's um a couple other little things in here that I want to that I want to go over, and one is from a streamer uh, named Heather Nielsen, and there's a clip from one of her streams. She was playing uh, Diablo Immortal, and it's sort of in the beginning part. I'm not going to give too much away of what it is, but there is a part where you're in the town area, not not Westmarch, but the town, and. A uh, little town you start in, which I can—I was thinking of as the tutorial, and you're standing amongst a group of villagers, and someone comes in, and this really unexpected thing happens, and the clip is really good. So I'm going to put all of this stuff in the show notes at ShatteredSoulStone.com, and you'll be able to pick it up from there. And the last thing that I have in here is um, Blizz Planet made a video it's um about a half hour long and this one is about the crusader essence transfer vendor 
And it's specific to the closed alpha. Again, I, and I didn't say this earlier, but anything in an alpha can be changed by the time the game launches. So this could change as time goes on. But if you just want to know more about that and you're playing a Crusader, like many people appear to be in Diablo Immortal right now, which is fine because I think we're supposed to test that. And so it's what I was trying to do, and I'll do that some more. But this apparently has a lot of information on that specifically. And I think that's all I had for this. Did you have anything else to say, Sean? Nope, I'm good. Okay, so I have a question for you, and maybe you can answer this better than I can. Assuming that you do get to play Diablo Immortal on your phone, or maybe you try again on the tablet and it works, or however this comes to be, we might be able to play together. Mm. Okay. And that's going to be interesting if we can if we can work that out. Because I haven't joined any groups or uh, anything like that. I, th- I, mean, I know my character is big enough now to join a clan. I think it's a clan, like it is in Diablo 3. I haven't done it yet. That aspect of the game is um, ahead of us still, so we'll probably talk about that maybe next show. Yeah, if <sighs> if I can uh, make it work somewhere, we'll give it a try. Okay, you have been listening to episode 305 of The Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. Come join us in-game. Our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, are open to anyone who would like to join. You can also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page, as well as at the Shattered Soulstone website. This show is powered by you, the listener. Send in your thoughts, contributions, questions, and feedback to our Twitter at Shattered Stone or Facebook, facebook.com slash Shattered Soulstone. You can also send in a comment on any of the episodes on ShatteredSoulstone.com. Thank you for listening.